Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined here by my co-host, is Coffin Already, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Bruce! Bruce Springsteen, love that that Christmas song. I hadn't heard that one in a while. I don't know if I've heard that ever, actually. But uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Season's greetings to y'all. Merry Christmas. Um, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa. Uh, we're getting we're getting close. We're down to the wire. Ten days until Christmas. Happy Diwali, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we haven't gotten any snow here yet. It's it's like it was like almost sixty degrees here today in uh, cloudy Chicago, um, and now it's fifty five. It said it was the forty four, and then it says fifty five now. My weather bugs fucked up. Anyway, hmm. I'm doing good. I'm especially happy because uh, it was brought to my attention yesterday some very good news uh, headline. Uh, after only three weeks, Netflix cancels its live-action Cowboy Bebop adaptation. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> three, so, wait, so was it all at once, or was it week to week that they were releasing always, it? Netflix always does shit all at once. That's that's how they do right. it. Right. Well, yeah, I think once or twice they've done week. But so, like, yeah, for 99 times, 700. I mean, basically, you know, whether you're a fan of anime or not, you know what Cowboy Bebop is. It's probably the most well-known anime right. in the world because it's probably pretty much the best anime in the world and there was only one season of it right and and the, the stories it told and the themes and the politics of it the class politics of it and the way it ends you know you're just like wow that this is it you know there, there's funny and silly moments in it but it's a, it's a really fucking dark world right uh and netflix said hey let's make a live action tv show out of it and everyone's like uh yeah <laughs> You know what happens every time you try to do a live action anime? Uh, pile of shit. And yep. I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance, though, because I don't want to be, you know, I, I don't want to just not like something, um, you know, purely out of out of principle. <clears throat> so I gave it a chance and it's a pile of shit. It is like they made every wrong decision they could make uh, in this thing. And everybody on the Internet is in agreement. It's not one of those things where there's, a, you know, Game of Thrones. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like the, you know. And this I, was, I haven't heard a single person being like Cowboy Bebop. Not bad. <laughs> like I've not heard anyone say. That. And it did, the numbers on the first episode killed, and then all the rest of the episodes did not get watched because everyone wanted to right. see what it was, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is fucking terrible." Because there's so many elements of anime that just if you did a, a shot for shot recreation with real people would be completely cringe and embarrassing and unwatchable. And that's exactly what this is. Um, and also just like really cheap CGI that, you know, the sets look really garish and fake um, where it should be colorful. It's just like, you can't see anything, you know, and where it should be dark, it's too colorful. And it, it's just, you know, the, it's just not a thing you can adapt and I'm I'm so happy that this thing got fucking shit canned already and that everyone realizes why it's a bad idea 
to ever, ever, ever do this again. And then they are reminded that, hey, the anime is also on Netflix. So you just fucking go watch the good <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when I think of an anime that's that's trying, that's like, you know, some when I think of somebody who's going to adapt an anime and be true to the spirit of it, I think of a guy like uh, Christopher Yost of St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> the, the very white guy that they got to uh, show run and create this live action adaptation, whose uh, past writing credits, by the way, are something we were just mentioning off the air. Uh, Thor: The Dark World. He wrote that movie, so that that oh. was the, that was the pedigree that that guy God. brought to this fucking project. You know, I and I I even I watched the um, uh, Scar Jost in the Shell movie too, and even that I was like, this isn't that bad. I mean, it's kind of like you don't really cringy for right. Yeah, but it's like they got the tone right, like the tone feels right. Whereas this is just like the the you know how everyone complains like oh why are they putting politics into this Star Wars now you know and it's always been political they did the opposite here right. they took all the class politics you know the fact that they're bounty hunters because they're fucking broke and they they look at you know the class structure of you know the, the galaxy or the solar system whatever <clears throat> they took all that out of there and they decided because of like the the COVID is so depressing already they were going to make it like you know the the world is much more cheerful right. Um, where it, whereas in the original it was like earth was destroyed it was uninhabited uh and in this they just pretend like earth doesn't exist they don't even mention it um and just yeah d- just like they didn't they don't talk about how poor and broke they are all the time the fact that like why they're going on these bounty hunts in the first place because they have no fucking money um in, in this in the live action version like there's a couple corrupt cops but overall like they work with the police all the time they never would do that in the anime like all the cops were corrupt and they were always at odds with the police like that was just the way it was right so they they took everything good out of the show and they destroyed it um credit to the three actors who were the leads on it for trying to do the best they could but they were just given it's almost never the actor's fault with shit like this i mean when it when you're trying to to adapt like a legacy thing like this uh, you know, ever uh, the 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 non you know suits involved are always trying to, for the most part, always trying to do their best uh, work. But it's just like this project never should have happened, or if it did happen, it should have been in much different hands. Like I don't know, I don't even know who the original guy that created it is if he's still alive. But oh yeah, he is, he's alive. He's done a bunch of other animes too that were all you know explored some really right dark themes and topics um sometimes you know on the nose dark sometimes you know it's like just the backdrop of the story is the dark part and the you know the heroes are trying to you know cope and survive and uh try to keep hope in their lives but you know he was very much against doing this but he's like i I don't have the rights to it so it's it's which again is another thing like if you created something and through some series of rights bullshit you don't own it anymore it like, why would you as a studio want to make something right. that the, the person who created it's like, hey, don't make this. It's not a good idea. You're not going to do it right. There's uh, no reason. Like, to do, like, you know, Denny Villeneuve made us uh, Sicario, which was great. And then they're like, we want to make a Sicario, too. And he was like, see ya. But they got <laughs> Benito de Toro and uh, Josh Brolin to come back. And it's just it's like every th- every dumb action movie thing that the first one wasn't the second one is right you know it's just it's like what the fuck so i i was also happy today some good media news because i saw that uh, licorice pizza 
was trending. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's next film coming up here is my favorite director, writer, director of all time. Uh, and then I clicked on why it was trending and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, this again. Really doing this again. And it was trending because apparently there was a scene in the movie where somebody says something racist about Asians. And so the the SJWs of the uh, Hollywood film circles decided this movie needed to be canceled. Um, I don't know if people know this, but when you have a character do something bad in a movie, uh, if they're not immediately killed for it, that doesn't mean that the movie is trying to say it was good that they were racist. Okay. No, I, I need all <laughs> movies to actually stop in the middle of them and, and turn to the screen and say, this person is a bad person. This person's a real, like, right. it, it's just, they just break the fourth wall and like, <laughs> right. Completely turn the chair around, you know, Captain America style and sit down and be like, all right, kids, we need to have a little conversation about racism. <laughs> well, you know, famously no anti-Asian racism in the seventies. It was a very non-racist time. So did, <sighs> it's very anachronistic for, for Paul, thomas anderson to depict racism uh casual racism in the 70s in middle america Uh, Uh, grown up in hollywood you know like that yeah so it just it's it reminded me of um many years ago uh there's a you know i lived in a city where there's lots of little micro theaters little brewin views a lot of them are like classic cinemas if someone's trying to keep all you know keep that shit alive Usually through people like Steven Spielberg or David Lynch or Quentin Tarantino, who are like sending millions of dollars to small theaters to keep them open because they don't make a profit. Quentin no- actually bought one and, and like owns the New Beverly and screen shit all the time. Like, yeah, and basically yeah. it's a loss. He just does it so he has a theater they can go watch, you know, his old 35 exactly. millimeter prints in. Exactly. So I, I actually I just got my ticket to go see a Spider-Man No Way Home at um, nice, the, nice. the Logan Theater, which is an amazing old classic theater. And and they don't even like they can do first run features, but they can only do that because they had to buy digital project projectors right. about 10 years ago. And all these little theaters had to spend one hundred thousand dollars to buy digital projectors to to get first run films. And they didn't have that money to do that. There, there's no way <laughs> so uh, right a know. lot of drive-ins ran into that recently like the you know the kind of legacy ones that were hanging on yeah um, yeah so so i saw this yeah. was, this was um this would remind me of of uh when this theater that was down the street from where i used to live um we we're gonna they were gonna show a uh a print of silence of the lambs i was like oh that's cool everyone loves silence no oh, nope 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 no they don't I know where this is going <laughs> Somebody put up, I might have told this story before, but I just reminded me of this again, that somebody put up an event page that had thousands of people who had RSVP to it to boycott the theater forevermore because they were showing Silence of the Lands, which they claimed was a transphobic film. A transphobic film. Right. And I uh, trotted out one of my several sock puppet accounts and I trolled the shit out of that page. <laughs> just... Fucking stupid, fucking idiots, Ugh. fucking just this is this is that, you know, like when you get like the Joe Rogans are talking about the woke mob, and the cancel culture. It's like this. This is the stuff like this is the the real the real thing when you have. Right, right. He, he, just, to- he just is complaining about consequences for for stupidity. But like it's not they don't do themselves right. any favors when they 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 yeah complain about bullshit like this, where it's like you're, you know, just so making it, your own side look stupid. Right. And it's it's like the idea that this this person who is a crossdresser is transphobic was dispelled in the actual dialogue of the film when Hannibal Lecter explains that, you know, who who he, he knew Buffalo Bill explained that he was not in fact a transsexual. That it was right. he 
just he di- diagnosed it. I guess it's probably a terrible word to use, but he, you know, in his diagnosis of this person's mental capacity, said that he wasn't. Now you could say, well, only you can decide what you're, you know, like whatever. Okay, the the point is, uh, it, it's not about that. <laughs> it's it's the point is right. it's a serial killer, and they the people these people just didn't like that this person, you know, that the gender politics of this person was that of someone who was also a serial killer. They're, they, you know, like no one's walking around thinking that trans people are serial, serial killers because of the movie that that they're showing at this theater because of Science right. of the Lambs. Literally nobody's right. thinking that. Right. So, yeah, I, I was just like, <sighs> okay, so clearly if there's a scene in a movie where people do something bad, the movie isn't trying to say that that's good. In fact, usually it's people's reactions to that thing are going to indicate that that's a bad thing, right? Like, why do you have villains in movies in the first place? <laughs> so there's a conflict. Right. Well, you think like from some of these complaints, they want villains to be like, just completely like, but, and honestly, and I know we, we've, you know, we, I'm not even trying to shit on it, but like a lot of these people have fucking Marvel brain where they can't wrap their heads around complex characterizations or, you know, villains that, that have, you know, uh, that that do horrible things because they're so used to just kind of one note um uh, portrayals of villainy and any kind of like like the things that i consider villainous in this world the things that you consider villain in this world villainous in this world are fucking heinous and if like somebody was representing that on screen you'd be like oh what a fucking asshole like what a piece of shit what a racist what a what a monster what a you know what a this that and like that's part of art is like depicting those people because they exist in this world. Like the, the, the more unrealistic and, and uh, you know, fourth wall breaking thing would be to act as if like the 1970s were not a time where people were just rampantly, but also very right. casually racist. Like that would be the weird thing is if you did a movie that didn't depict that all right. the time, like, like, like it's just very bizarre to liberals this. trying to ban Mark Twain books because it's got the unword in it. It's right. like, like, do you, th- you think that's the worst thing they said back in the 1880s? I got right. news for you, honey. Like, I fucking wrote this book. It like before and the 1900s. I don't like, know if you know this, but Mark Twain was very much against using that word as a slur. He was yeah, not, he, he was, was <laughs> writing those books to teach people in the South about racism or about people, people in the North about racism in the South. Right. right. He was uh, anti-imperialist, anti-war, anti-racist, like, oh, yeah. you know, about about as leftist as you can get for for a figure from a, a popular figure from the 1800s. But like, yeah, they can't get past. Well, they didn't even re- release his autobiography. They couldn't release his autobiography until 100 years after he was dead. And he told his publisher, right. don't don't release this for 100 years because people are going <laughs> to they're, they're going to lose their fucking minds. <laughs> Um, it's like the fucking Doc Brown letter from from, from the old West. Like seriously, left like, it with a Western Union. Like bring this seventy years from now to who's well. He knew who was going to be around still. Like Mark Twain, he's just assuming that. Well, I'm so fucking badass. <laughs> Somebody's going to publish me a hundred right. years from now. Right. They have to. You're still going to have books in the future, right? Right. Um, but again, it goes back to my theory that Mark Twain was actually an alien and had come from the future, so we already knew everything was going to happen. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that literally is a star trek uh next generation episode and has a plot line <laughs> really? similar that's to great. that yeah that's well awesome. no it's the crew goes back in time and fucking they they mark twain discovers them and he gets to see the ship and it's just you know whatever <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> fucking bonkers well, in this episode 
Well, let's get into some of the news because we got some stuff we definitely want to hit on uh, this week. Uh, sexist. Sexist. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, two yeah. straight guys doing a sexism on a podcast. I well, just, well, I, you well. know, I can't think of a way to transition to this because it's horrific, but uh, we should just, we really should talk about the tornadoes in the midwest and the the you know resulting uh deaths uh you know via negligence that occurred uh at these torn at, at these you know especially in the in kentucky the uh amazon facility that was uh crushed and leveled uh under a massive tornado uh where a bunch of I workers thought the amazon was in southern illinois and it was the candle factory in kentucky oh right was... right i'm sorry yeah but yeah, yeah that, that's which shows you how fucking wide-ranging these 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 storms <laughs> right. were it's jesus christ um well ash yes. i don't even so, saw the video uh my girlfriend ash right, even in ohio shot, this was in northwest ohio like nowhere near you know and it was like the whole top of a house was gone and strewn out for a quarter mile debris across mm. this field and then, like she didn't even know there was any tornadoes up there and it was like it was it was like several buildings in a row were just demolished right. so there there's no way it wasn't a tornado that touched down there right no it's totally normal by the way for 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 like a multi-state tornado uh in 60 degree weather uh you know 10 days before christmas that's a that seems like a normal healthy uh weather pattern that that, that that the planet is fucking yeah I, I looked it up i looked it up and there have only been seven fatalities for, from tornadoes in december in the last 21 years well they uh they quite quite a bit uh more than that this time so that's, yeah like 10 uh, times more than that 10 times more that's than that fucking in one insane. day like 70 something i think i read um keep driving cars america <laughs> right uh so the Amazon facility, yeah, was completely fucking leveled. And and I mean, you see the pictures of this thing in it. Uh, you know, we had somebody describe it as like a tent barn, like a like a pole tent bar. Like it's just it's just a fucking massive, you know, Amazon warehouse in the middle of fucking tornado alley, no tornado shelter, and on top of that, uh nobody was allowed to leave because, you know, and and, and this is not like it's was like, oh my god, there's a tornado two seconds away, like take out like they knew well ahead of time that there were tornadoes uh, and there was a tornado warning issued for the area um, at least a half an hour before the tornado hit their facility. And they were told uh, you can't leave, you know, uh, and the other issue with the Amazon specifically, Amazon warehouse specifically, is that uh, they're not allowed to have their phones with them. Uh, you know, it's a Amazon needs to dehumanize you and uh get you you know like focused on on churning out as much fucking product as you can for the time you're on their floor that they are literally not allowed to bring their phones with them so nobody was getting so weather alerts is... of like hey there's a tornado right fucking next to you get out of there right so this is this is a uh just there's no reason for that like when i worked at department of state we weren't allowed to bring our phones into like the locked office room for reasons of privacy, because we're accessing a database with, you know, the name, home address, social security, date of birth, place of birth, classified credit card numbers, yeah. all this stuff, you know, the, the, the things that you would never want somebody to have more than one or two of, we have all right. of it. Right. So to protect the privacy of people, you'd have to leave your phone in a little lockbox outside the room. Um, but we did tornado drills and fire drills all the time. So I never had the feeling that like I was going to be locked in. Uh, you know, by my employer. Um, right. There's no right. reason to not have, be able to have your phone on there other than that they don't want people to stop and look at their phones. 
there's no, there's no sensitive data or information, you know, uh, your name and a home address. That's all they have, would have access to in a shipping warehouse like that. Those people don't right. have any access to, to the credit card numbers or social or anything like that. So there's, there's literally no fucking reason to not let people have their personal phones, especially if that's the way that you get weather alerts to know that you're about to fucking die. Right. And, and, you know, of course people immediately, uh, made allusions to the triangle shirtwaist fire, uh, factory yeah. fire, which, which is a very, I think, apt comparison. And I think, uh, you know, this is kind of the modern day example of that, but I think unfortunately people are just so fucking numb to the way these, these companies, these, these just tr like truly evil companies fucking operate that, nothing is going to be done about this. Like Jeff Bezos, like we'll put it, put it out a statement about how he's very saddened by the loss of, uh, you know, members of the Amazon family. And no, it was this on. other guy, like, this other guy, or, or the press guy. I forget his fucking name, but yeah, I don't remember his name either, but somebody looked up a profile on or an article about him. And this guy who was saying how, you know, our, our hearts are with our, our team members and their families <clears> and all this shit. They looked up this profile on him. I don't know what magazine or uh, news site it was from. It, this guy's nickname used to be the sniper because he yeah. would go into the warehouse and hide in the corners and try to catch people not working and then get them fired. Right. And he was that's, so that's, good at it. They called him the sniper. Right. He, that, that's the fucking level of, of just what a scumbag this fucking guy is. And he's the, out there acting as if he gives a shit that people were crushed to death in, in you know, in, in one of their yeah. fucking warehouses. They're, they're they don't fucking care. Sweatshops. They don't give a fuck. Um, Jeff Bezos does not give a fuck. Jeff Bezos, like two minutes later, was probably there with a bottle of champagne. Woo! You know, like fucking right. Like, like, <laughs> right. Right. Like he, he did with he Shatner. Did. They sent another fucking SpaceX rocket into the air oh, yeah, the very like, next day did they did the very next day he he didn't put out a press statement until after he had flown to space and back again with, like, with some other celebrity on i don't even remember it was a, oh, I, like God. a sports guy oh michael strahan yeah no that the, literally the next day they didn't cancel the launch like i i can't i, I you know I, I didn't even meant i because i just think of him as just being a pure evil i didn't even make that connection but motherfucker literally did a pr like space fucking you know vanity launch again the day after his warehouse you think it's <laughs> like the the tornadoes just are dumb and they're like we'll just keep taking out amazon warehouses and we'll get this fucking jeff bezos motherfucker eventually <laughs> but like they don't they you know like they're the tornado has about the intelligence of like a dog you know it doesn't really know where people are ahead of time it's just like oh there's one get it um, so I, I did want to mention one part here and, and, and I read through all the Amazon's press release stuff and I usually believe nothing what they say. So I wanted to check on this and right. you know, the, when there's a tornado warning, that's not a tornado watch. A tornado warning means a tornado has been spotted. Right. right? But this Touchdown. was, this was multiple tornadoes all over the place. Right. But they claimed that the tornado that took out this warehouse and, and you look at the satellite photo, it's like, it's three different warehouses and each they're about the same size and Amazon warehouses can range anywhere from 200,000 square feet to 800,000 square feet. I would guess that these are somewhere in the middle, about 400 square thousand feet each based on how big the, you know, trucks are next to it. They're pretty mad. Yeah. You saw they're huge. A, they're huge. Yeah. It's, it's like each, each building is the size of two city blocks. Yeah, right. They're like a mall. They're like a big fucking mall. <laughs> like, and they just reported with that 
you know, part of the wall and the ceiling collapsed. And you look at the picture and it's like, no, half the building's gone. It's, it didn't collapse. To say it collapsed is like saying that, you know, a rocket fell over into space. It's no, like, it was lifted and thrown. It, like yeah, it, fucking... it went up. It didn't collapse. Right. Um, but when you look at it, they, they said, this is some text here I had, according to the Amazon, the tornado appeared to have formed in the parking lot of the facility, ripped through the warehouse, and then disappeared in an incredibly fast amount of time. And I was like, that seems a little convenient that it just, you know, suddenly just shows up at your doorstep, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it just kind of like formed in. And I looked at this thing and this complex is surrounded by farm fields, you know, and and this time of year in the Midwest, those fields are all just going to be dirt, right? And right. you don't see any debris, you know, that the tornado would have been carrying in its run up to the building. And you might think, well, there's a field, there's not much debris to pick up, but you can see there's a road there. And if it had had, you know, the the color of this dirt is really dark and the road is very light colored. And you would think at the very least it would have flung a ton of dirt across that street. Right. But right Rips in the parking the lot is where you first see debris and then the building's gone. And then the debris is strewn off on an angle past the building in the other direction for what looks like several hundred yards. And then it just stops. So if anything, it looks like what they said that the, that tornado formed out of no out of nothing right there on their doorstep from from the satellite evidence looks like that was true so they may you know even though amazon said they told everyone to take shelter uh several minutes beforehand this before this happened you know the the six people that were killed that didn't take shelter in the apparently cement part of the facility where the others were safe they really had no warning they really had no warning in no time it was just it came out of nowhere like right on their fucking doorstep Right. So I, I still fault Amazon for every other reason, but well, they should have also sent them home. Like this was, you know, they they knew there well, was tornadoes in the area. Like they should have the tor- option to let people go home. If people want to leave, they should be able to leave. If they want a shelter in place, there they should be able right. To they were told like you'll there. be fired if you don't, you know, if if you if you leave. Basically, was right. what they were told. And, and then the same thing at this fucking candle shop or candle right. warehouse in Kentucky, where another dozen people were killed. They were all told you're not allowed to leave. Because it's the busy season, because apparently everyone loves burning candles around Christmas time. So it's, it's, you know, it's not just Amazon. It's like all these big corporations that build a giant facility out in the middle of fucking corn country because the land's cheap and they can get away with paying no taxes out there. And paying the workers it, like yeah, $10 an hour it's, max. It's like we don't care. If, if a fucking, you know, God comes down and strikes you dead we're still going to comp you for the rest of your shift. <laughs> it's just right. like it's that, just, that onion article you sent me today. Right. Yeah. Amazon fi- fires several workers for failing the clock out after uh, being buried under rubble. I think was, <laughs> it was something to the effect of it, which is yeah. grim as I fuck. But yeah, I mean, it's not honestly that far off from the truth. I mean, it's just, God, it, it's just so fucking depressing because I know just nothing is going to fucking come of this because, you know, like even at the time of the triangle shirtwaist fire, that was like a, a you know, I, and I, I'm sure not a ton was done, but there were certainly, I'm sure, measures taken. But that was enough to rouse the public, I'm sure, into fucking like we need to take action. And people, are oh just so yeah, fucking they, numb to they all went now. on strike. They, it was such a huge uh, moment then. Um, so yeah, the, there I had some quotes here. I don't know if I really need to read them, but um, somebody from the. Uh, retail wholesale and department store union, um, got right out in front of this, started talking about this, um, 
just basically saying that this is this is why Amazon workers need a union, and this this union, the RWDSU, was involved uh, in the effort earlier this year to unionize that Amazon warehouse that failed. Right, um, was crushed by by Amazon. Let's, let's yeah. not, where they literally illegally installed a fucking uh, uh, mailbox in front of uh, in you know Amazon facilities, and were like you know the ones who were <laughs> right. literally like taking the ballots in and out of it. So yeah, I mean they committed so many crimes that they've gotten away with. Well, that's that's why they got Literal this crimes. court ruling. Um, so a little bit from the article I had here, the workers at the Bessemer warehouse voted against forming a union with the RWDSU in April. But the National Labor Relations Board ordered a second election for workers in November, saying that Amazon had made, quote, a free and fair election impossible. So, yeah, I mean, they Amazon got caught doing voter fraud. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I hopefully after this, people look at that and go, yeah, I think I might want a union like, so that the you, roof right. does collapse on me and kill me in a storm. How do you how do you see like the heaven and earth that these companies move to bust unions and then not think like, oh, gee, they're doing this for my benefit. Like, like, how do you sit there and think like, oh, yeah, they probably have my best interests at heart. I, I agree with them. We don't need a union. Like, how are you that much of a fucking bootlicker that you don't see that they're doing this because they don't want to pay you more and give you more fucking rights? Like, that's literally the only reason that they fight these things with millions of fucking dollars because they serve they, they're they're stealing billions of dollars from you in wages like the, you are you that fucking dumb that you don't i'm just saying to the people that still vote no on these things you know even after these you know very they, public you campaigns know they brought in like five thousand new employees like the week before the the vote in order to have a bunch of people that didn't know anything about the election that was going on like they know how to fucking move thousands of right, people no. around like that on a dime and then he brought in a bunch of temp workers and all the you know the shit but we just had uh last week the very first starbucks in america just form a union right I saw that. Which and is awesome. the, the like the 12 baristas that work there are all now fucking famous on Twitter because they <laughs> yeah. can, they know they can fucking say anything they want about their job now. Um, and they're talking, they're like tweeting out about how business has increased because everyone wants to come in and like thank them for, for forming the first Starbucks union. Right. And patronize and them. They're, and like- they're, you know, tipping them more and bringing them, you know, pro union buttons and shit. And it's just like, you, you could fucking do this, you know? I mean, it's it's not that hard. Uh, you just have to make sure everyone's on the same page with it. And, you know, and, I know but, it's I mean, hard. Yeah. Well, and just, and like you said, you know, these companies do make it very difficult, but, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's not impossible. They're not... You know, they want you to think that they're that they're these machines, but they're not. They're they're very vulnerable and they're terrified. Yeah. They're terrified. Yeah, they're fucking terrified. Why do you think like, you know, why they wouldn't be scrambling so much and spending so many millions of you know of dollars trying to fight these things if they weren't terrified that they were very vulnerable to to mass unionization movements? Like they're very vulnerable to that. So I mean, you know. It, it just people need to realize that they have all the power in this situation, and, and mm-hmm. that, that's why Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and all these other fuckwits are shitting their pants whenever people. Oh, that's why they're all trying to get to it. space. They're trying to get to space to so get the fuck away from us. So get the fuck away from all the people before we strangle them to death. You know, right? I mean, that's, and that's what's really scary is you know when he says, "Well, you know, there's there's no there's no legal jurisdiction on Mars, so I can I can go there and have all the sex I want to have with an underage girl." 
on Mars because who's going to stop me? You know, it's like it literally is total recall. <laughs> right. That's that's really what Elon Musk wants to do. And I, for one, say, let's send him to Mars and just leave him there. I would perfectly fine with Elon Musk uh, being the the lone uh, the lone man on Mars uh, for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, um, totally. But and we'll talk about him in a little, a little while. But yeah, I mean, it's just really fucking tragic. Um, and, you know, I, I do hope some something good comes out of it. Um, but I again, I'm not hopeful because we are, you know, I, our country is run by psychopaths. I mean, Joe Biden is a fucking psychopath. Like he's not going to do anything. Uh, he'll he'll say some, you know, nice, like mild words with, you know, without actually criticizing Amazon about, you know, the, the terrible tragedy and and not do anything to, you know, with his vast fucking powers as the most powerful man in the country to do anything to regulate uh amazon or any of these companies and but i mean the thing that really i i want to stress to everybody listening to this whether you have a union or not whether you work for a big company or a small company no job is worth your fucking life uh and i've i've dealt with this before too and i'm sure a lot of people listening have dealt with this like I, you know in the northeast it snows like a motherfucker and it's very predictable and you can say Oh, look at this forecast. It says it's going to be five to 10, five to nine inches like today. Right. Like, you know, it's going to be six to 10 inches like, uh, but, you know, typically that won't happen in the morning. That'll happen, you know, afternoon to night or whatever. Like, and I've at times like bit called work and be like, I'm not coming in today. And I've gotten shit of like, what do you mean? It's not even snowing yet. Like, yeah. Okay, great. I don't want to, I'm not going to put my life at risk. And then get there and then be trapped with right. you fucking people who I don't even want to be around like to, to just so your business can run smoothly so for the day. It's yeah, like, like, fuck you, you. realize like that it like I have to leave at some point. Right. Like, well, right. Like, what do you mean? The meteor hasn't even crashed into the earth yet. <laughs> right. Right. It's come on. It's, still it's on the clock, miles buddy. Away. <laughs> you got a good hour and a half before that thing hits. You can make it home with five minutes to spare. Um what do you mean I can't golf? Is, I, is it even started fucking lightning yet? <laughs> right. Let me go and, hit some links. But 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 then this is the thing, you know, owners, business owners, big and small, they're they don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, they care about their business first and foremost. So you need to take care of yourself. And at the end of the day, they're not going to fire you. Like you know, <laughs> there's some chance they fire you, but the chances are they're not going to fire you because it's a lot more hassle to find somebody to work, train them uh oh. etc cetera, etc cetera, then to just let you go home when there's going to be inclement weather you've got and nobody's going to come in anyway nobody's going to fucking come in if there's a foot of snow on the ground like you just you know tell them tell them that you know it's not worth your fucking life you gotta and, have at least like three or four unexcused unexcused absences to get fired anywhere you know yeah, uh, uh, unless mean, they're just right. like you know like oh we got well, we got so many workers we can't keep you know like it's like right and right, right now like just nowhere like you know and and when there's when there's a quote-unquote labor shortage that's the time to fucking unionize that's when you have even more power over right your and this and it's a manual and of course we've and we've talked about before it's a manufactured labor shortage it's just these businesses getting together and strategizing that they can run these skeleton crews complain about the fact that nobody wants to work and you know save money on staffing by making everyone that works for them work twice as hard well this is right. where you take the power back in that situation and tell them you know fuck you i'm gonna take care of myself what are you gonna do fire me then you got nobody like that's that's exactly what you need to yeah. do in those situations you know your bosses are not your friends you know what as good of people as they may be like you may like them as people you may think that they're not that bad they treat you well At the end of the day their first priority is going to be their business so your first priority needs to be 
you and your health and your safety, like in these situations. So yeah. no job is worth your fucking life. Mm. Um, but yeah, so um, <laughs> obviously the very personal to me because I've dealt with this also many a time. And also, by the way, got in a car accident when I was pressured into going into work one day when it, when there was really bad weather and some guy came around the corner, not even my fault, lost control and whacked right into me and totaled my car. So, so it wasn't know. an accident then. He was at fault. Well, I mean, he was going very slow. The roads were fucking icy. Like, I shouldn't have been on the road. He shouldn't have been on the road. You know, it was, it was, right. it, you know, it was a fight. Nobody should be on the fucking road. He was on his way to work, too. So <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I didn't even get mad at him. I was like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, fucking, we shouldn't be forced to work right now. Um, But, yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah, that's that. So, you know, we mentioned Elon Musk. and We should briefly uh, mention him to congratulate him because he uh, now shares... Uh, uh the same <laughs> he he was named times person of the year uh this year for 2021 you know uh, who else was named time person of <laughs> right the year. a distinction he shares with adolf hitler among others um but, <laughs> so uh. time person of the year and everyone you know this happens every year and i think did donald trump win it one year or no he like fake whatever but it's not saying like you were the best person of the year it is like the most uh, newsworthy person of the year and the most significant person of the year. But again, I don't understand why Elon Musk won it even by that metric. I mean, he probably I, paid for it. He paid for right. it. I, I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, that's probably what happened. Cause it's like, I don't think, you know, other than the fact that he became the richest man in the world this year uh, through, you know, his various exploitations of workers and manipulating the fucking stock market with his, stupid ass you know 14 uh, year old edgelord tweets whatever the, the the variety of means he's used to to game the system while not paying any fucking taxes he became the richest right with man companies in the world. That are filing for bankruptcy he's right. becoming the richest man in the world right he's a fucking idiot he doesn't make any money like all these all this is the thing that i try to explain to people that still lick boots of these companies it's like these aren't good business models. Like these people are not smart businessmen. They don't make any money. Like a fucking Amazon, a Tesla does not make money. Amazon up until like a year or two ago did not turn a profit in their fucking 30 years of existence. Uber has never turned a profit. These companies are worth billions of dollars because fucking idiots like you, you know, being, being the person I'm talking to, uh, Give oh, them I thought this... you were talking to me. I thought you were calling me a fucking <laughs> No, no. Idiots like you. I was about are... to close my laptop. <laughs> giving you these valuations and buying their stock, artificially inflating their value. Their value all comes from their fucking stock. They don't do anything. They don't make anything. They don't make any money. Their people that work for them don't make any money. Nobody makes fucking money except the people who own the stock. Like, it's so, it's such a house of cards that's not built on real, you know, like you thought we learned our lesson with the way Enron was just fudging their numbers and you know, using future projections to inflate their value. And it's like, that's the entire stock market. That's the entire modern Silicon Valley tech bro economy is just a bunch of bullshit built on like nothing. Like there's no anything yeah. behind these things. It's fucking and unreal. When it falls apart, then that's the time to buy. And when it gets right before it falls apart again, that's the time to sell. That <laughs> That is, that is, you know, capitalism is the crisis, right? right. The crisis of capital is the capital right and in this 10 year 12 year cycle of boom and bust mm. is completely planned completely predicted and you know as soon as the, the the rats start leaving the sinking ship it's like all right well we got to build another ship then it's like it it's like clockwork yeah, wa watch for your senators to start selling off stocks that's when you should sell off your stock 
hilariously, uh, Time also puts out like a, a video compliment to like, you know, from the online shit. Right, right. And they included in the video tribute to Elon Musk his fucking hyper video of his actual hyperloop, which he, he claims is going to be like, you know, the, the Jetsons fucking gerbil tube of the future where you're just going to drive your car through these tubes. The problem is like the every the, you know, the quarter mile sections they've built so far. It's like, you know, it. Like if you think that you're gonna avoid traffic by driving your car through a little tunnel, imagine how one lane fast tunnel. you're going when you drive your car through a car wash, and that's how fast the hyperloop goes. The right. hyper, meaning fast, speedy loop, moves at about the speed that your car goes through the car wash uh, at about two miles an hour. Right, in a one-lane tunnel that has no emergency exits, uh, in a car that has been known to uh, spontaneously combust and is impossible for fire departments to put out because the battery burns so hot. So, yeah, that seems like a... And there's no way to get to you either. These tunnels are, like, barely bigger than the car itself. Oh, and yeah, you can't fit a fire truck in those tunnels. I mean, that's not you happening. You fit your average American pick up truck in one of these things. <laughs> right. Like you're talking like only people driving combat cars can do this. And I don't know what the fuck they think they're going to do digging more tunnels under cities that have had tunnels dug under them, you know, electrical lines and subways and, you know, like all the fucking plumbing. Was um, it bad to dig to dig tunnels under structural things that are holding up millions no of more pounds? Places, of- <laughs> right. There's no more places to dig anything under thing? under established cities anymore. Um it, it's 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 so stupid and it's just because so he has this fucking so antisocial phobia of of other human beings <clears throat> in close proximity to him he's got some you know just like every fucking billionaire he's got the howard hughes thing of like i just i, I can't i need to be washed and clean because there's germs on everybody and i have to be away right. from everybody so i need to become rich enough i can get away from all these people it's fucking daniel plainview We're you know i want to I wanna make enough his... money to get away from all you people right we're all forced to deal with his specific fucking corner of the spectrum and act like it's all like this great these great technological innovations that he's making when it's really he's just a fucking psychopath who wants to be as isolated as possible and is somehow convinced a bunch of you know douchey bros who don't know any better that he's like this fucking visionary yeah, inventor genius like well, he's a fucking out. idiot he doesn't know anything <laughs> i tweet out in response to the to the the hyperloop video uh <laughs> hopefully future generations will thank the genius of elon musk for reinventing a subway that only carries one person at a time moving at two miles an hour <laughs> oh god what a meanwhile meanwhile china's good. built twenty five thousand miles of high-speed rail Right, since 2008, I think, is when they start. Like, they, they've done it, like, since the fucking Obama administration. They built they built high-speed rail up over the entirety of the country, which is, you know, it, again, people that say, oh, we can't do it in America, it's too big. Like, they did in too fucking big. China. China is bigger than America, lower right. continental. Yeah, it's, it's just... I again, literally did again, an overlay picture of America and China, and it's like the area where they built the Hyperloop it almost fits perfectly into the the shape of the united states like it's just it couldn't be more one-to-one but yeah Yeah. i'm sorry i continue well it's like they always say communism breeds innovation (laughs) uh actually true uh which you know but um yeah so uh, you know i mentioned him uh, uh, briefly but uh, we, we just we should talk about uh the latest from biden this week um so you know the the student loan one of the actual good things that happened uh while donald trump was president and and covid hit was that there was a a pause put on federal student loan payments because uh nobody had jobs nobody was 
legally allowed to work for a while for you know a period of time certainly a good chunk of the uh economy people working in retail people working in restaurants like their their businesses weren't open was trump in support of that or was that just a thing that like congress did that i believe was passed with the first stimulus check was that was like a whole package i think that was just But yeah, I mean, he signed it, you know, fuck. He, he signed was, it into law. He didn't he signed it. it into law, you know, I'm not and saying it, he was like deeply committed to it ideologically, but he didn't give a fuck. Like he was like, all right, whatever. It'll make me popular. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was not for that. Uh, well, I love the country benefiting from his petty self-interest. Right. <laughs> well, sadly, it's the only way we ever get anything good is, is, is when somebody like him is in there trying to like, just. You know, like doesn't give a shit about politics or his party's, you know, beliefs. And it's just like, fuck it. I it'll make me more popular. Let's just do right. it. Um whereas Biden and, and Kamal Harris is like, oh, that's eighty percent of the public wants that, ninety percent of Democrats want that. Oh, we we better not do that. Because then what will we run on? Tough shit, Jack. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> fucking turn the fu- turn the spigot back on, get those money roll get that money rolling to my creditor buddies from Delaware. So yeah, he, what, he, what would John McCain do if John McCain was here? Yeah, uh, that's probably that's probably say a slur. The Biden Remember how afraid we were of getting John McCain after George Bush, and we were just like, we have to elect Barack Obama. It's like, <laughs> guess what? Joe Biden is John McCain. A pretty good facsimile <laughs> of exactly what the McCain administration would have been like. Uh, with female vice president and all like it's it's almost identical oh my god um so yeah he, he fucking yeah so the fed that 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 pause that moratorium on student loan payments was set to expire i believe february for very soon like within a month um and biden uh today announced that he will not be extending it even though he literally could do it with the stroke of a pen uh just like he could erase all federal student debt with a stroke of a pen uh and he just won't do it and you know jen pasaki when she's asked about it just ignores that fact and says well well, if congress sends a bill to his desk he'll sign it it's like he doesn't he but and she knows that he doesn't need a fucking bill from congress he can literally just unilaterally fucking erase it because they passed a bill through congress in 1965 allowing the president to eliminate any and all federal debts that they see fit to eliminate uh which includes federal student loan debt but he just doesn't want to do it because he's a fucking right wing piece of shit and he gets a lot of money from these credit creditors and these banks uh, and he's just not going to do it. So a bunch of people uh, are going to have to start paying student loans again that, that you know, just had that minor debt relief from all the other crippling debt that we're all fucking under in this country. It, it's just and, and again, th- this is just a great fucking setup right leading into the midterms where his party is. Was already on track to get obliterated, but I mean, this is going to be a historic bloodbath, and I, you know, cannot fathom for the life of me why anyone would vote for a fucking Democrat at this point, or or vote at all, frankly, because it's just like, what are you, what are you voting for? Like, what are you fucking voting for at this point? You're voting for the people who are going to tell you go fuck yourself. So I'm going to give you even less than you got under Donald Trump. I'm going to give you less of a stimulus check. Well, and I'll I'm tell you, turn back on your fucking. Student I'm not going to vote anymore in protest of Chris Cuomo getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God! I, I heard something about him. Mom. What? Or did you see all the wine moms like tweeting on Twitter about like we'll follow Chris wherever he goes? CNN, you don't no. know what you're doing. There was a lot of that. I haven't under, seen like, any the, of that. I figured uh, I would, and I haven't. Under the CNN tweets about his firing, there were a bunch of those. Oh, but, uh, it was yeah. very funny. He hired a PR firm to fucking front for him. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, I already heard something about how, um, he had, it wasn't his, it wasn't the $18 million rest of his contract that we talked about last week, but it was like some other, some other chunk of money he was supposed to get. Uh, CNN has said he's not getting that either. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was some like bonus or something like that. And they came out and said, yeah, someone's not- getting thrown down a flight of stairs. That's all I know. That's, that's someone at CNN is getting thrown down a flight of stairs for this, for this disrespect that they're showing uh, to Fredo. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they would yeah. be, they'd let him back in the building, which they won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be great if they just had a picture of him pinned up behind the desk, the security tent. Like, like nobody needs it, but it would just be so funny right. if he walked in. It's like, what the fuck? My picture on the wall. Well, it um, is New York, and everyone kind of, you know, fucking acts like a fucking New Yorker. You know? Right. And kind of looks like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Joe Biden continues to be a fucking disaster and even worse than I think we anticipated because he, you know, I, I, I just can't imagine how you can look at such a monumental challenge like COVID and just do the, the absolute, not even the minimum, like just the, the opposite of like the bare minimum, like just less than the bare minimum in response to it, less than your fucking right-wing lunatic predecessor did at a time where cases are fucking going higher. Cases spiked way higher in this country under Biden than they even did under Trump, which is not like directly Biden's fault, but it's the way the nature of a contagious virus that keeps mutating. But I mean, how you then look at the way we responded, you know, economically in March of 2020 versus what Biden's done the entirety of his term. It's like, I I can't think of a bigger layup you fucking missed. Like, like, it's just it's unbelievable to me. But, you know. That's who Joe Biden is. That's who he always has been. He has never once in his life tried to do anything to help people. He's he's actively right. tried to harm people. I mean, he cre- he's the reason we have fucking, you know, that we can't that people can't get rid of their student loan debt. You know, he he helped author the, the you know, a bunch of the uh, bills that that created that uh, that provision where you can't you can't file for bankruptcy for student loan debt. Um he he also made you know for the bankruptcy bill made it a lot harder to file for bankruptcy in general for individuals it's just he's always fought against public interest and for the interest of creditors right but you can't file for bankruptcy for uh student debt which is which is funny that you know that uh 600 billionaires got a trillion dollars in tax cuts but we're not we're not going to bail out students who have all this debt right which every, directly every fucking his. major economist has said that canceling out this debt which i mean this debt doesn't really exist in the first place because again you can just fucking you know create money out of thin air by just typing zeros out of the federal reserve or whatever uh like the, the canceling all student debt would be a massive influx into the economy right and we're trying to do what now after the pandemic exactly uh revive the fucking economy <laughs> so right, it's like right. like there's no reason not to do it i did hear one reason not to do it today though uh and this is like the most total sally albright gaslighting bullshit somebody said that canceling all student debt would negatively impact all black americans oh i saw this i saw this fucking see that? smooth brain take this was- not not just black students with student debt it would impact negatively all black Americans because because people with student debt are disproportionately white. So erasing debt for everybody would 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 increase the racial. This was like the fucking 
baby brain logic that this person came up with to explain right. how erasing this bullshit debt would and somehow said, be a net negative for society. Right. And they said the exact same shit about Medicare for all, that giving all Americans free health care would mean that black Americans would get health care that's not as good as white people. Oh my Just, God. Remember <laughs> fucking Ben Dixon was like, well, we, we can't have Medicare for all until black people get reparation. Like just total bad faith bullshit that like nobody right. really believes. And is just being said. Well, and they know that by rile. doing that, that, that people who are opposed to reparations will then marry in their mind, the idea of reparations and Medicare for all. So it's complete red herring on right, purpose to make people who would support Medicare for all be like, Hey, wait a minute. I'm all for Medicare for all, but I don't know about those reparations. And then now it's like the, you, you've driven the wedge where they want it to be. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, it's just it's like, the, you know, obviously this is on purpose. These are not, you know, immediately it's like, it's OK, is, is this another right. Sally Albright alt account saying this? Because it's just like the most ridiculous argument ever. Um, right or just who's paying you to say this like obviously somebody's paying you to say this stupid shit or you're just the stupidest person alive and shouldn't have a public voice you know let alone a fucking twitter account um yeah it it just what a fiasco um but speaking of fiascos uh we should we should briefly talk about hill dog because she's in the news again uh for some fucking reason this week uh yeah i got quotes from her and it's just it's like she can't let it go. It was like sad enough that she, you know, by 2019, 2020, she still had to let it go. She still but was shit talking Bernie. Literally in is the right? only thing that she wants to talk about is fucking 2016 and how she warned us all. And it's like, we literally warned you that cheating was going to lose you the election. And it did. I mean, it's just amazing. She was a first lady for eight years. She was secretary of state for like eight years, six years, whatever. And it was like secretary. Right, but whatever it was, yeah, she had the first term and then Carrie. But um, but she was she was in these very high positions of power, involved in very significant decisions, and all she wants to talk about is what a fucking complete loser she is, and how she lost to the most comical fucking presidential candidate of all time, who she fucking elevated into that spot. Listen, like, listen to, to any, yeah, listen to any quarterback after they just lost a game, and they're just like. You know, we really try to score the goals, but they scored more goals than us. But, you know, next time we're going to get out there. Like, it's the right. same fucking they're, they're like pecking themselves up again. And imagine if the quarterback was just like, well, you know, I you know, it's like I always say, you know, we we uh, we cheated and we lost anyway. And, you know, this is what you, you know, have to it was, live it was, with. It was, now it was the fucking left tackle. You know, is that fucking let my left tackles fall? Like he should have been blocking. He didn't block. Like that's like literally is like she what she's doing is blaming her teammates rather right. than like looking inward and deflecting the blame and saying, "Ah, hey, well, we'll get him next time." She's like, "Hey, you know, my left tackle, he let that guy through and he sacked me, and that's not my fault. Just, that's his you fault." You know, I mean, the fans, the fans let us down again. Uh, my team let me <laughs> down again, and you know, I just, I just don't see how this is a good fit. But anyways, I'm going to stay on the team, and hopefully, everyone comes back again next year. Right. And everyone uh, would look at you like the biggest piece of shit in the world, like the unhuman, you know, zero humility, the biggest piece of shit, self-absorbed person in the yeah. world. But like she just seems to not at all get the memo and which is why she is the first ex- failed presidential candidate to have a negative approval rating. Because like every other candidate who lost went away and had a very, you know, had a, had a net positive approval rating because they they were humbled and they went away and they came back and they're, you know out of public life but she can't right. let herself out of the spotlight and can't 
No, um, she's obsessed because it's it's you know if it was like just a matter of becoming the, the world's richest person, you know, you could probably do that, and no one no one has to like you. But to right. get elected, people have to like you, and she can't let go of that. That's the thing right. that drives her fucking crazy. Is that uh, you know she keeps doing these fucking book tours and shit to to convince herself that people like her, and it's you know it's the same room full of people, the same people every time. Right. Uh, so I want to read a little bit here, and uh, I I can't do an impression. Of Hillary Clinton, no, like I, no. I could if I practiced maybe, but it just off the top of my head, I can't. But her, her words here have a very like these are her actual words, and they sound like somebody wrote them as a parody of her. <laughs> but it's it's written in a, in a vernacular. Well, these are her words, so they weren't written. These were just like her. This is the transcription of what she right. actually said. It sounds like something from like the 1920s. It just sounds very antiquated in the way it's formatted. So I'm going to try to do like a little uh, transatlantic accent when I read this. Um, so it starts out here, just the text of the article. Uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in an NBC interview that was released in its entirety on Sunday. Oh, goody. <laughs> in its entirety, predicted that former President Donald Trump would seek the presidency in 2024 and said that his potential victory, quote, could be the end, uh, end quote, of U.S. democracy. <laughs> Clinton, who lost the Democratic presidential nomination in 2008 to then-Senator Barack Obama of Illinois, in case you didn't know who he was a senator of, um, <laughs> before becoming the party's nominee in 2016, was defeated by Trump in what was seen as one of the biggest political upsets in modern political history. Quote, if I were a betting person right now, I'd say Trump is going to run again, she told Sunday Today host Willie Geist. He seems to be setting himself to do just that. And if he's not held accountable, he'll get to do it again. I don't know why she talks like this. That's just how I hear her in my head, sort of. Uh, I think that could be... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that could be the end of our democracy, she said. Not to be too pointed about it, but I want people to understand that this could be a make-or-break moment. If he or someone of his ilk were to once again be elected president, especially if he had a Congress that would do his bidding, you will not recognize democracy in our country anymore. <laughs> Like, this is, I don't know why. This is fun. Where have I heard Almost these things done. before? Almost done. Uh, yeah. Of course, she said, I want to warn people. I tried to make the case that this was really dangerous. The people he was allied with, what they were saying, what he might do. I do think, but for Jim Comey and the stunt he pulled 10 days before the election, I would have won. <laughs> Like just has to go back to that. Like it's no, just, it she was, just can't it admit was, that she fucking sucked as yeah, a candidate. Yeah, like exactly. she cannot. She is like this is like the, she just keeps trotting out the fucking hit. It's like this is like if a band did like you know like bands who the greatest hits tours, but like a band that had no fucking hits. This is like if like Toad the Wet Sprocket did like a fucking greatest hits you know tour through the Midwest, and people are like, oh, we know that one song, and like they're playing for another hour and a half, and we're like, I've what they are just, these songs? Yeah. They hate their audience, and it's like, here's all the singles you didn't buy enough records of. Well, you're going to hear them now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what she's fucking doing. Is she's just like oh, rubbing so... everyone's face in the fact, like, look, I, I don't share your misery, honestly. And it's like, that's, but right, she gets quoted in the like, news just... to just fucking commiserate to her self-pity and her fucking loathing of the, of the lecturate. 
And right, this is not newsworthy for any reason other than the fact that she's no. a significant political figure and and is just wallowing in her fucking own self pity. And, and and from that same interview, I'm sure you saw the clip on Twitter that was going around where she literally like they did as a stunt. They had her read what would have been her acceptance speech on election oh, night in God, 2016. Yeah. That was and the she's last sitting part there. Of the article I had here. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't have the words from it. I just have the the paragraph ending that, you know, last week, for the first time, Clinton shared the speech that she would have given at the Javitus? Javitus Center. Jacob Javitus Center in Manhattan. uh, Another maniac city uh, planner, I think. Yeah, that she would have read had she won the presidency um, for her new masterclass lesson called The Power of Resilience, which she's doing along with fucking... Madeleine Albright, um, fucking Condoleezza Rice, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush. It's just like, here's the masterclass in how to be a fucking war criminal. <laughs> uh, but all theirs was like, lead- uh, the funniest thing is like the, the masterclass titles were all like, you know, Bill Clinton leadership, uh, you know, uh, George Bush hard decisions. And then hers was titled resilience because she fucking right. has never <laughs> won anything. And she, it was just cause like, Hey, you're a fucking, this is how you yeah. lo- like lose with humility, which is hilarious because the least resilient person in the world is Hillary Clinton. I mean that, that when you say the word resilience, that's the last person that would come to mind. Cause like, literally it's like, it's like Hillary Clinton go around trying to sell a book called, uh, you know, a, a, a bridesmaid's guide to becoming a bride <laughs> by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Like, I don't know why no one wants to buy it. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, but and but legit, there was this clip going around from that interview where she's just tearfully reading her fucking 2016 speech. Which, by the way, she couldn't have. She didn't have the decency to even come out and address the fucking uh, losers who were sitting in the Javits Center, like super excited for her to win the fucking presidency. They 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 sat there for hours, and the, and her people were just like, "Is she gonna come out? Is she gonna come out?" And eventually they were just like, she's not coming out. Uh, so I guess we should send every, we tell everyone to go home. She just wouldn't even face the, the, the fucking people who gathered there to support her. Um, and, and just, you know, accept defeat with grace and humility. And she still has not accepted defeat and has no grace or humility whatsoever. Cause she's an egomaniac. Uh, and I hate having to fucking talk about her, but we keep having to talk about her cause she keeps, inserting herself into the discourse um she's just like a a guilty grandmother now that's all it is that's all she has left yeah yeah it just yeah trying to write like that that one grandmother who just tries to guilt you constantly and you know just has you know shuffles all of their neuroses onto you that's that's who hillary clinton is at this point um but yeah you know just just really like oh why don't you call me <laughs> because you fucking make me nuts and i don't want to you know, <laughs> have a three-hour conversation um but uh and i'm not talking about my grandmas by the way i love both my grandmothers. oh no, no of course not. <laughs> but, but but everyone has a relative or somebody they know like that you know like it's just right it, it's just yeah um, i you know i make that i love my my two jewish grandmothers that i make one obligatory <laughs> phone call to a year you know <laughs> could not get along better right um yeah so just what a fucking nightmare she is but yeah and anyway uh let's just oh real quick you wanted to touch you wanted to talk about that that heist that went down uh yeah well i also want to mention the uh the the heist of uh, speaking of uh, death of our democracy this fucking video from this hockey game in uh south dakota where they had minor league hockey yeah Minor league hockey. They had a, a, a like a half a dozen teachers with like uh, like bicycle helmets on, so they don't bonk each other in the head. 
uh, <laughs> scrambling to pick up as many dollar bills and stuff them down their shirt as possible to, to fund public education with as entertainment for the halftime show. And Which, as a they, political a police, a political piece of political art would have actually been super effective. Like if one of us had put that on, be like, oh yeah, oh, this is, is this actually just, a great yeah. representation of capitalism. Like, is, is this is this a fucking Banksy installation? Because that's right. I mean, you couldn't come up with a bigger parody of American, you know, infrastructure and public education than teachers, you know, turning, you know, basically doing a Hunger Games version of trying to fund public ed. You know, right? And the kicker, the kicker. Was those lucky six teachers who got to scramble to, you know, pick up dollars off the ground right, to base while the crowd cheered? Off. Right. You know how right. those six got picked? They were they were the top six winners of a contest to see who would sell the most hockey tickets to that fucking hockey game. Oh my god! You I'm not fuck, fucking kidding know, you. I didn't even know that detail. That's even worse. It just gets Christ, fucking. This yes. is bleak. Yes. Who gets to win the lucky chance to scramble for the Hunger Game? So, to, so that kids can learn good. It's whoever sells the most fucking hockey tickets in their free time, which they have none of because they're public teachers. Right. Well, you know, at least if one of them falls, one of the one of the cops who's getting, you know, the mandatory overtime can can waddle over on the ice in his hundred thousand oh. dollar, you know, tactical vest and uh, help that teacher up. That's that's the re- I mean, that's the only thing that this was missing was the cop in the background driving around the, uh, you know, the fucking armored tank, like on the, the armored tank Zamboni. That would have been the one fucking like thing to further illustrate like how fucked up our priorities are as a country and how yeah like another fun fact south care or south carolina south dakota where this happened south dakota is ranked 49th in the nation in teacher salaries Ooh, what's what's worse west well no west virginia has that Uh, probably north dakota (laughs) (laughs) right right. um yeah, I mean, just Jesus fucking Christ, man! You, like, you couldn't, a, you couldn't come up with. I mean, like Borat couldn't have done something as good. Or yes, right. man, couldn't have done something as good. Nothing, uh, nothing satirical could have been better than that. Yeah, it, it's just, it just Jesus Christ. And the, the, the tweet came nightmare. out from a fucking local reporter. The tweet came out from a fucking local reporter who was like cheering them, like here they go, like just like what? Hey, look what, at this what fun is your spectacle? Your fucking life is as, as a local reporter where you don't look at that and go like this is fucking insane. Like you, you're most you're local reporters reporter. are unfortunately of that nature because that, that's oh, also the same type of person, just just soulless, vacuous, like non humans like i mean you see they they do the same shit when they're like oh heartwarming you know uh, every employee chips in their sick days so the the person with terminal cancer can take time off for their treatment so they don't get fired oh exactly they are all fucking trained they're all fucking trained for that shit every time there's a fucking disaster they're like well you know we our hearts go out and this is how a community comes together like you're there to report the news not fucking gaslight people for the corporations who's who got those people killed okay fucking Brock Castleman of ABC 26, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> fucking, they all have fake names too. That's the other thing. It's all, it's like all like a single uh, syllable first name. And then like a, like a multi-syllable last name. And you know, but you know how they do that shit. Anyways, right. Or, or, and the weatherman always has like a fucking, you know, like we, we had a guy in New York named Stormfield was was the weatherman in New York. <laughs> or, swear to God. I, I don't know if Storm was his actual first name, but Field, I believe, was his real last name. They all take those like little fake pseudonyms like that. Right. Ridiculous. Um anyway, but 
So, yeah. Um, so, so speaking of uh, like shitty propaganda local media, um, I don't even, I'm not even going to read the headline. It, it kind of spoils the ending here. Um, but we've had uh, a, a, like a, a bit of an uptick in crime during the pandemic here in Chicago, as you might expect, as people are losing their jobs. That's uh, right. Times are tough. Um, down on their luck. We also had, you know, obviously riots last year. And we've had, had subsequent looting uh, off and on since then. But so this, see if you can tell what the article's trying to do here um, in, in, with their word choice <clears throat> and, and see if you can kind of pinpoint where like the truth comes out of what this really was. Um, so <clears throat> this was, it was like a, like a high end luxury, like really high end luxury car dealership. It's like right downtown uh, in, uh, in Chicago. Uh, and they got knocked over, uh, not for cars, but other merchandise they had there at this luxury dealership. Uh, so the, the article goes here, armed smash and grab looters broke into a high end exotic car dealership in Chicago, stealing millions of dollars in watches, millions of dollars in watches from a car dealership, I, I, from a car dealership. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like, what? All right. <laughs> right. So. <sighs> Quote, we're here to run a legitimate business, not be a Western shootout. <laughs> yeah, car wash it. Car watches. Legitimate business. We're here to run a legitimate business, not a Western shootout. Joe Perilio, co-owner of Gold Coast Exotic Motors Cars, told ABC7. Two men reportedly entered the dealership, which boasts a showroom of Lamborghinis and Bentleys around noon on Saturday. One man was armed with a gun and stood by the entrance of the dealership while the other man used a hammer to smash display cases and allegedly stole about eight luxury watches, Fox 32 reported. Eight, eight luxury watches, millions of dollars worth. How many fucking... <laughs> right. How does, how does eight watches add up to millions of dollars? So millions has to be at least two million. Now, they probably fudged a little, and it's just somewhere between one million and two million. But like, what... It, what does it do? It does it. It just fucking tells time. It 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 can't like change the course of time. You can't go back in time. No, it doesn't. Does it shoot fucking lasers out of it? No, it's just a fucking watch. It's not but a DeLorean just, watch, which the, by the, the way, the psychopaths real- that like I need a watch to cost as much as a Bentley. I need a watch <laughs> that costs two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's the only fucking and and they had them in a public display case that you could just walk up to and smash with a hammer. These people are fucking idiots. Like what <laughs> and. and so the, it continues here from the owner, uh, quote, he was smart enough not to raise the gun because my people had guns. If he had raised that gun, we would have uh, we would have shot him and we'd probably be in court defending ourselves right now. <laughs> and, and then it continues well, to shoot this guy over eight watches. That's that's a real fucking normal behavior. But yes, right. continue. So the watches were stolen in a matter of seconds. They were in and out in 30 seconds and worth millions of dollars, according to the store. So. But you remember, they called these guys looters, right? This was not looting. They came in there armed. One guy watched the door, kept his, his gun out, but pointed down so as not to create a gunfight, right? right? And right. The, other, the other guy smashed the cases and took the watches, and they were out of there in th- less than 30 seconds, they said. So Seems like professional thieves to me. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not looting. 
This was a professional heist, the kind of the, of which that white people love to watch movies about. Right. I guarantee, I guarantee Joe Perillo, who is the co-owner of that place, has probably has the fucking the director's edition of fucking Heat on DVD. hundred oh, percent. With a name like <laughs> Perillo, come on, that dude's oh, got the whole fucking, fucking Scorsese. Yeah, hey, you got set. De Niro, you got Al Pacino, <laughs> you got the you know the knocking over the banks, you All know, the Mamelukes from the uh, old neighborhood. Yeah, well, and, but and, if it's a couple black guys, if it's a couple black guys. Guys, no, they're looters. They're animals. Right. Right. And, and it's just preposterous because, again, like you don't break into a place that's a you don't you don't loot a car dealership. You can't you can't loot a car like it's not something that you could just drive no. out of a building. They knew that those watches were there and they had, like you said, a very professional setup. So it was clearly like a, yep. a, a little team of professional uh, heist men, you know, stick up men. And they do exactly yep. what they were doing, which is why he grabbed and eight watches not, worth a, yeah. over a million dollars, apparently. And if they're really worth that much, if there's really, you know, a watch that's a hundred to $250,000, it's not like you can just fucking sell that on the street on the South side. Like you got to have a buyer for that set up. If you're right. really stealing that, <laughs> unless you just want to have it for yourself just as a flex, but like, you know, I mean, you might keep one and be like, huh, look at this. You're, you're absolutely you know? fleecing that to somebody who already told you to go get that. Like, there's no way. Because, again, how would you, I wouldn't fucking know that a, a car dealership had a $250,000 watch, I'm sure. Some, you know, high end oh, guy. It, they cased right. it. They researched it. You know, they they did surveillance. They they would have known what the protocol for those security guards were was that they could show a gun and they'd be, you know, they wouldn't do anything. No, uh, but if he he raised the gun and pointed it, they would they would shoot him. Like they they knew all that shit ahead of time to pull this right. off with nobody getting hurt, uh, getting away with you know millions of dollars of merchandise. It, it's you know handheld, uh, you know wasn't in a vault. It was right out in the open. Like they got knocked over by some fucking pros, right? <laughs> right? And they're butthurt, so they got to call them looters. Bullshit. <laughs> um Which by and by the way, just a funny side note. I you know I joked about that DeLorean, but the DeLorean actually. The, the company that's the shell company that still exists, the DeLorean IP is now being used to make uh, luxury watches. That's what DeLorean makes now, the DeLorean Motor Company. They have a luxury watch line. So I guess this is apparently yeah. a thing is that these <laughs> car companies just make watches like I, I don't I don't get it, but it's um it's gotta a put weird your money thing. somewhere, right? You gotta can't can't give it away. You explain all that, all that coke gotta, all that coke money is not gonna fucking hide itself. You gotta get that yeah. fucking get that shit moving again um so yeah, yeah. I, I love i just i love this this article because like they they try to paint these guys one way and it, like the truth is completely not <laughs> you know this is this right. is like james Conn in the movie heist where he, he was the fucking he was an expert he was an expert thief at you know cracking safes um great i mean it was, it was this was speaking of of uh uh, Michael Mann, Heat, or, well, yeah. So Thief was Michael Mann, who directed Heat's first film. Right. Uh, stars James Caan. Millie Nelson's in it. Um, just a, almost all shot at night with uh, really shallow depth of field anamorphic lenses. Um, just classic, classic uh, neo-crime noir thriller. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Um, That's all I got. Yeah, and and it's getting super late, so I should I should run. Um, what are you talking about it's like three in the afternoon when we were normally recording. Right, right. No, we are we are just to peel back the curtain recording the night before because I am insanely busy tomorrow. Um, but yeah, what are you yeah. doing? What do you uh, you gotta you gotta? I'll tell you off air. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to oh. tell people. <laughs> Nothing bad. It's good. Potentially good. We'll see. Um, mm. 
But, Sounds uh, alluring. <laughs> you and the uh, goodly wife can have a little time off. No, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been watching. I've been watching uh, a bunch of the the uh, FX Hulu TV series of What We Do in the Shadows, which I, 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 I gotta watch. That. I've been meaning. Oh, to for it's so. so long. I, I put it off because I was afraid it wouldn't be as good as the movie. I've heard it's very very funny. It's better than the movie. It's really? it's like twice as good as the movie is because you can like expand it and have like longer running jokes, but it's. FX comedies do not fucking miss. Like I, it's crazy. Yeah. Like their string of yep. stuff. Like it's. I know you. You. I don't think you've ever really gotten into it too much. But I. I think when you eventually do dig into, it's always sunny. You'll love that too. It's just everything FX puts out is just fucking um, bangers. Yeah. Like, I mean, I. I like it. It's just it, I can't watch a lot of it in a row. Yeah. I get no, to the point sense. where I'm just like, okay, I get it. You know, sure, fuck. Um, um, but it spawned a ton of great memes. But yeah, what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Better than the original Taika Waititi yeah. movie, um, and which is it, great. It's just, also, it's so fucking funny because it's it's like the same kind of comedy, you know, like it's it's like the Office type uh, documentary type thing, right, but right. it's just like with this, it's like they're they're the only they, if you live for a thousand years, you could have written how many novels, uh, traveled the world. It's like no, they just want to live in fucking new jersey and staten island <laughs> and have orgies that's all they fucking care about <laughs> right they're like the most boring self-interested vampires ever and it's fucking hilarious right r.i.p Anne rice by the way you should mention that now that you mentioned vampires uh she died this week mm. oh know, yeah which is well, she wrote yeah. uh interview with the vampire which yeah is, yeah and the whole the whole yeah. Lestat chronicles or whatever but yeah no she's great you know not uh kind of invented the, the the sexy vampire certainly the modern yeah interpretation of it uh if you don't want to now credit, was she a turf know. also like jk no Rowling no i don't no. i don't believe she was <laughs> i actually think she was very i i feel like that actually made the rounds because she uh died and also jk rowling just further you know chat on her fucking any credibility she had in the mainstream by just being a continuous continually bigoted piece of shit that people were actually sharing around an Anne Rice quote about like it, like in support of trans people. So I think Anne oh, Rice really? was actually one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Surprisingly, um, no, how old was she when she died? She wasn't that old, I don't think. I mean, how old no. could she have been? She seemed like seventies, maybe. Let's see. So J.K. Rowling was was fucking pissy that this other better author uh, that wrote books for adults instead of children was being lauded as a good person. Probably that's probably what triggered it. Uh, she was eighty yeah. exactly. So uh, yeah. she yeah, just just had turned eighty. Yeah, that's sad to say. Good, great book and great fucking movie. I love Interview with the Vampire. Um, it holds up. I know I've said it before, but I went back and watched it, and it holds up really, really well. Um, great especially all the practical practical effects were amazing. There's a scene that uh, oh, where they not to spoil anything because they don't really die. Uh, Thirty uh, something years old. You get they try to they <laughs> try to kill Tom Cruise's character. And there's a point where he's dying, where they used an animatronic robot, and you can't tell it's it's a robot. It, you, th- you really you think it's him the whole time. You're like, oh my god, how do they do they that? Cut his, they try to cut his head off, I think, right at one point. They had him. Oh, they tripped him into drinking uh, dead blood instead of live blood, which will like totally fuck up a vampire. Apparently, right, right, right. Um, and he like fucking tr- like you know, Wizard of Oz turns into like a puddle of goo um for like the next half of the movie then finally uh something else happens with them later on yeah but uh yeah good shit yeah um yeah all right well that about does it for us this week um totally does it getting ready for christmas though 
<laughs> right getting ready for christmas so we'll be you know definitely playing a lot of christmas tunes uh at the t- at the at the buttons of the show um for the next the buttons <laughs> well that's what i think that's what they call it in radio you know we're gonna bookend or button the uh episodes with uh some oh yeah christmas i know I, just, I haven't heard that someone you know refer to the <laughs> on the ones and twos we're gonna <laughs> the to the bookends of an episode is the buttons that's just really cute um, right <laughs> so it's Christmas themed. It's you know the buttons, yeah. the coal, the coal buttons on your uh, snowman. So yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if you want to rate and view, uh, you want to support the show, rate and view and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots, uh, patreon.com slash move left. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left, uh, and I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week.
Chasing all 